he was uh, converted. He was going to a Bible school. His parents were discouraged that he wasn't going to the University of Edinburgh. He decided he wanted to serve Christ with all of his heart. He says, from my very childhood, the persuasion has been that of a work strange and great, an experience deep and peculiar that has haunted me ever and ever. Here is the lamb and the wood, but where is the fire? Nothing but the fire of the most Holy Spirit of God can make the offering holy and unblameable and acceptable in his sight. I was in Dunan College as a tutor in philosophy. He recalled that Dr. F.B. Meyer came and spoke about the Holy Spirit. And I determined to have all that was going. And I went to my room and asked God simply and definitely for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, whatever that meant. For that day on for four years, nothing but overruling the overruling grace of God and kindness and friends has kept me out of an asylum. He's going crazy begging for this. He said, at a little meeting held during the mission in Danoon, a well-known lady was asked to take the after meeting. She, not, she did not speak or teach, but set us to prayer and then sang, touch me again, Lord. I felt nothing, but I knew emphatically my time had come and I rose to my feet. I had no vision of God, only sheer dogged determination to take God at his word and to prove this thing for myself. And I stood up and I said so. That, um, that was bad enough, but what followed was 10 times worse. After I had sat down, the lady worker who knew me well said, that is very good of our brother. He has spoken like that as an example to the rest of us. I got up again and said, I got up for no one else's sake. I got up for my own sake. Either Christianity is a downright fraud or I have not got hold of the right end of the stick. And then and there, I claimed the gift of the Holy Spirit in dogged com commitment to Luke eleven thirteen. How much more will the Father give the Spirit to those who ask? He says here, I had no vision of heaven or of angels I had nothing. I was dry and empty as ever, no power or realization of God, no witness of the Holy Spirit. And then I was asked to speak in a meeting and 40 souls came out to the front. Did I praise God? No, I was terrified and I left them to the workers and I went to Mr. McGregor, a friend, and I told him what had happened. And he said, don't you remember claiming the Holy Spirit as a gift? on the word of Jesus, that he said, you shall receive power. This is the power from on high. If the four previous years had been hell on earth, these five years have truly been heaven on earth. Glory be to God. The last aching abyss of the human heart is filled to overflowing with the love of God. Love is the beginning. Love is the middle, 
and love is the end. After he comes in, all you see is Jesus only and Jesus ever. It was with implicit obedience that Oswald Chambers learned on the basis of Luke 11:13 that by faith we receive the fullness of God's spirit, just as by faith we receive the Lord Jesus as Savior. I'm going to read that again. It says, it was with implicit obedience that Oswald Chambers learned on the basis of Luke 11:13 that by faith we receive the fullness of God's Spirit, just as by faith we receive the Lord Jesus as Savior. A simple headstone in the military cemetery in old Cairo marks his last earthly resting place. On the stone engraved for all to read is the testimony of his life in his words, not of his family or friends, but rather this statement, majestic in its simplicity, taken from Luke 11:13. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them who ask him? I believe he died at 41 years old of appendicitis in Egypt. And uh, what a man, and what a young man to die at that age. And yet, this is a guy who struck gold, as it were, just taking God at his word that he would pour out his Holy Spirit. How much more would the Father give the Spirit to those who ask? And he said, in that experience, it began with love. It continued with love. It ended with love.